What makes someone a predator? Predatory behavior may look like an attempt to trick, manipulate, or control other people to get what one wants without regard for or for the harm it causes. In romantic relationships, predatory behavior often aims in obtaining sexual favors, money, or resources regardless of the other person's desire or consent. My name is Eric. Welcome to the craziness that lives inside my head. In this podcast, I'm going to evaluate my 22-month relationship that had recently ended. Being an elderly gay man, loneliness and horniness can get you in trouble. If you are not aware of your surroundings and intuitive enough to recognize the true nature of a romantic partner, In my 71 years I travel on this planet, I've encountered all different kinds of friends. Some were habitual liars, some were kleptomaniacs, some were alcoholic drug addicts, some were bipolar, some were schizophrenic, some had post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, some were snobs, some were infantile and needy. And then there were the narcissists. I'm going to read to you what I Google on the subject of synarcissism. It's a hard word to say. Synarcissism. Quote. Educate yourself. Find out more about the disorder. It can help you understand the narcissist's strengths and weakness and learn how to handle them better. Knowing who they are may also allow you to accept the situation for what it is and have realistic expectation. Now I just want to break, break in here for a little while because I told you all my friends that I had. Um, I knew when I had those type of friends, the, the kleptomaniac and the uh, what you call kleptomaniac and the um, the thieves and the liars and the drug dealer and all like that, I knew how to handle them. I mean, I was a drug addict and alcoholic myself. I wasn't all those other things. But if I had a friend, and this this is a true story, if I had a friend and I'd love to get high with, I and he and I knew he was a, a kleptomaniac just have a habit of stealing, I wouldn't let them in my house. I had other friends who are habitual liars. I remember those friends. I mean, we we hung out together because, you know, they buy liquor, I buy liquor, we share our liquor together, our drugs together. But I do know that if they were to tell me something, I would never believe it, not wholeheartedly. 
I would always get, I would always go out and see if I could, how you say, ask other people to see if they're telling the truth. If it's, you know, I mean, that's how I handle my, you know, my friend. But when you get sober, and I got sober, and I've been sober since 1984, I had no need to do that. When I got sober, I was shocked that there was a lot of people out there who didn't drink, didn't drug, and didn't have all those, you know, kleptomaniac. I did have a friend who was bipolar. He didn't drink and drug, but he was bipolar. I mean, I've had all kinds of friends, but the way I was handling them, knowing what they were, and because of the drugs and the alcohol, because I want to get high, and they were, you know, you know, they they want to get high too. I handled it, so so to speak. I just knew where to put them in my friends list. I mean, if I'm going to hang out with so and so, well, we're going to hang out in the bars or in the park. We're not coming to my house. And most of my friends didn't come into my house. Um, the only ones I let in my house, usually the friends that I work with, I most likely had them come to my house because I work with them. And I, you know, there's a little more trust when you work with somebody. But I'm going to be honest with you, when I got sober, I was shocked to know there are people out there that don't drink, don't drug, don't lie, don't cheat, don't do any of that. I'm like, wow, there is such people like this? Well, I, I said, I, last time I drank a drug was 1984, so I got out of the, how you say, how to handle stuff like that, and I got caught into a relationship, a narcissist relationship. So I'm back to the Google, what I Googled. So I Googled about um, realistic expectation. There aren't any realistic expectations with a narcissist. One. Create boundaries. Be clear about your boundaries. It may upset or disappoint the narcissist, but that's okay. Remember, it's not your job to control that person's emotions. According to Kimberly Perlin, she's a licensed clinical social worker living in Maryland. I'm taking this from her website, by the way. Okay, two. Speak up for yourself. When you need something, be clear and concise. Watch your wording. Narcissists don't take constructive criticism well. Try to make comments in careful and positive ways. Stay calm. Try not to react if they try to pick a fight or gaslight you, parentheses, making you doubt your own reality, um, parentheses. If they Lash out, think of them as a three-year-old when that feels when a three-year-old when feels rejected because their parents uh, sets a bedtime. You get that? If they lash out, think of them as a three-year-old who feels rejected because their parents sets them a bedtime. Believe me. Number three, create a support system. Living with a narcissist can head to feelings of insecurity, confusion, and self-doubt. Make sure you have a care group of people in your life to support you. You guys are my support, by the way. <laughs> Bring in a counselor. 
therapy won't uh, therapy won't cure your partner's narcissism, but it may help you work certain things out. A counselor can show you ways to approach problem solving with your narcissist. Four, certain things may trigger problems with us a narcissist is when if certain things may trigger with problems with your synopsis it's best to not to in other words these are the things you don't do a argue or confront try to not confront a narcissist directly as difficult as it may be to constantly tiptoe around them it can be better to manage their need to feel in charge. These are the things not to do. This is B. Direct them. Do not direct them. Narcissists like to have control and often fear losing it. Excuse me. And often fear losing it. Effects to lead. Oh, let, me, let me read this again. This is B. Not to direct them. Narcissists like to have control and often feel losing it. That's the problem. Effects to lead, efforts to lead or to instruct them will often fail. Yes, I can, uh, I can, how you say, detest to that, whatever that word is. I'm only human, guys. C, not to expect them to see your point of view. Narcissists don't like to admit when they're wrong or that they're unlovable. So try to make them see things your way could backfire. And it does. This is D. Not to expect deep, meaningful communications. Narcissists have very little empathy. So honest, heartfelt communication often doesn't get through and can even create an angry outburst or shutdown response. Yes. Now, this is E, not to do. Do not go over past issues. Don't try to make them see a long line of behavior dating back years or how they're just like their father, for example. Instead, stay in the presence when you express regrets, requests, or hurt feeling. People with narcissism personality disorder usually don't change. So keep that in mind. Even if you learn to manage your relationship better, it doesn't, it probably won't ever be a healthy relationship. There you got it. And that's what I was going through. It wasn't a healthy relationship. Well, after 22 months of the relationship that maybe because of my low self-esteem, we all have low self-esteem and I had low self-esteem but I thought the person loved me, may have kept me prison of such a person, of this person, my low self-esteem. There were no empathy, sympathy, or kind of any kind of emotional contact. So I grieved after the breakup, but then realized it was the best thing that happened to me before I said those magical words, I do. Thank you for listening to the craziness that lives inside my head.